and we're back. Welcome to No Direction, the Pathfinder news, reviews, and interviews podcast. I'm Vanessa Hoskins. And I'm Luis Loza. So this week is PaizoCon, which would normally be a big, exciting, eventful thing here over at the No Direction Network. But I think we have something even more special going on here. We bigger news, if you will. Bigger news, yes. We get, uh, we get to visit with some good, old, wonderful friends here at the No Direction Network in the form of, well, wouldn't you know it, our two special guests tonight here. Uh, we have, of course, Ryan Costello. Hello. And <laughs> the man of the hour, Jefferson J. Thacker, also known as Param. You say bigger news, but I've been trying to lose weight. <laughs> oh my gosh not like that oh my gosh i can't believe i just said that i'm so embarrassed uh now i can only just think of of more inappropriate euphemisms for bigger uh more important news more pressing news wait no more, pressing still involves weight. more notable news notable mm. yes mm -hmm. uh -huh. there we go i used my special works with words powers to save us there uh yeah it's <laughs> Something that we managed to put off for a whole week, but hey, Param, what's going on? I hear, um, uh, I mean, here you got some news. Yeah, well, I've been having a blast with this uh, No Direction Network thing for 12 years or so now, and it's it's been wonderful. I've loved every minute of it. Uh, but unfortunately, I have some other opportunities that would take a considerable amount of time. So I am unfortunately uh, going in a different direction. Yeah, you've you've got uh, your awesome 3D miniatures show, uh, Print Your Games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one of my projects I'm doing right now. With One uh, of? Chris you have Stewart. more than that? Yeah, so much I will. I'm working on things. <laughs> There's some things that I hope that my listeners will enjoy. But, uh, you know, right now it's no directions. Awesome. That's kind of my focus for right now. Descriptivist in chat asks if it's yes direction is what the other thing you're working on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I, I, that is one SEO battle I will be glad to not be fighting personally uh, in the future. Uh, one Direction has been trying to steal every one of our, our boost dollars uh, ever since we started the podcast. Really? Well, I, I used to use that as a barometer for how well we were doing, because if all of the recommended videos next to a No Direction video were One Direction music videos, it's just like, you know, we're just a drop in the bucket here. But eventually, it was mm -hmm. mostly No Direction videos. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think they broke up, which might have helped. <laughs> it does help when they stop to exist. I mean, and we and No Direction has been around to see lots of things stop to exist. Other podcasts <laughs> we love, you know, series we enjoyed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All good things and all that, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, yeah, I just, I really love, like, I, I, I still love Pathfinder. I still love Paizo, and I still love everybody at the No Direction Network, 110%. Um, but this funny thing happened called COVID, and I had a career change where I became a full-time video producer, um, and lots of fun skill sets have entered my wheelhouse, and I have these ideas for all these crazy projects that I'm really wanting to do, and every time I start to gear up on one, it, I realize I would love to do this. Oh, but I have a 
thousand billion commitments of humongous projects that I'm working on and people that are counting on me. And um, yeah, so unfortunately I had to make some really hard choices, including probably one of the hardest choices I've ever had to make, which is um, realizing that I can't continue to be the producer for, uh, or the, uh, you know, director of production at No Direction with so many podcasts. You all have grown so much. You've, you've become such a humongous family and it's just like you all deserve better than my half effort that I would have been able to give if I had also tried to do these other projects and continued to try to juggle no direction in, into that mix. Yeah, that's understandable. I mean, you, you know, especially when you have exciting, you know, new uh, opportunities that you don't want to say, you know, no to, um, you, you want to do all the cool new things and that's understandable. Um, and I mean, I'm, I'm sad that you're not going to be on the show with us. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm dealing with it, but not very well. And uh, it, it's like I was telling you earlier. It's, it's just a, it's just an excuse to have you back as a guest, you know, as, as a guest on shows to talk about. Oh, I don't know, miniatures or <laughs> whatever it is that we we want to talk to you about. Right. I mean, I'll be happy to come around as often as y'all send out the call. But uh, yeah, that's. That's, oh, good. So every other Monday. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, it'd almost be worth it if I wasn't editing. <laughs> right. Oh. Well, I don't it, know it, if you all know, but like editing one of these shows takes almost no, takes more time than it takes to record one of these shows easy. Mm -hmm. And then there's all the work you have to do. <laughs> like to get it on Facebook and make sure that the pod didn't break this week. By the way, the podcast stream breaks about every third week. And mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. yeah, just I, V, you know how much work it is to keep one I of do. these shows going. And Luis, you've been handling multiple shows yourself. It is, uh -huh. it's a lot of work to keep the podcast going. Yes. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the, ultimately though, you know, this is a, a, uh, you know, new opportunities for, for you. And it is sad to see you go, but we don't necessarily want this to be a morning episode. We want this to be a celebration of you and, and, and the network and, and, you know, everything you've done for it and for us and, and have built together, which is also, you know, Hey, part of the reason why we brought Ryan along is you oh. two were the original, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the original host for, for what, you know, we, like you, a decade yeah basically yeah yeah so we, Carm's first episode was may 15th 2010 mm -hmm. so it was no direction episode 10 it was almost exactly 12 years ago oh uh, my god had last week been his last day then he would have been with the network for 12 years and one day <laughs> and then the storm came um <laughs> i was I... worried that the, the the storm was trying to make me into the next um uh, uh book of the damned no, we'll do this to uh, us. No. And you've named it. Are, are you Absalom in this? Lost Omens Absalom in this scenario? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You, well, you can't leave yet. Your episode got pushed. And then there's PaizoCon. And we have that stuff to do. And then there, we've got, like, special guests coming after that. And I, we might. I don't know. And then, like, you know, and we're just going to keep pushing it and be like, sorry, Perrin, you can't leave yet. We have all this other stuff. You'll have to wait till there's room in the schedule. Can't leave until after Katie episode 300. Come on, it's so <laughs> close. Oh, geez, we have to start thinking about that, don't we? Yeah, <laughs> I guess only like two years from now or whatever it is. Oh, okay. 
Maybe we'll do a clip episode. And then we'll mm. just like the best of Katie. Oh, those take so audience long. love those so much. It's not like clipping together a video where you could just scroll through and it's like, there's an image I recognize yeah. with the audio that I want to cue it to. No, it's just, here's a bunch of audio <laughs> bars. Find the good ones. Yeah. Which is why I edit the show in Premiere and not Audition. Because oh, no. I use the visuals of what we're doing. In fact, recently Premiere has added the ability to view video. So I have moved it back to audition. But for like the first 10 years of this podcast, I edited it in video production software just so that I could use the visual cues to know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, obviously, episode 300 clip show is just taking the first 299 episodes and making one, uh, you know, 12 day long episode. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's the ultimate clip show. Oh my gosh! Uh, Any beats to relax and study to? I'm just imagining Da Vinci trying to like render it if we did video, or Audacity absolutely crushing my computer. Earlier, I was doing a series of edits all in a row, and I didn't like close and refresh the project, and all of a sudden, it complained my C drive was out of space. The temp file in Audacity was 60 gigabytes. Oof. <laughs> and I was like, um, okay. Yeah, no, I can't imagine doing 299 episodes of No Direction and just <laughs> stitching them back to back one after the other. So you'd have to record little segues of like, that reminds me of the time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think you could do that like if we were creating clips along the way, right? So if we're like, here's episode 17 and here's some like fun little moments from episode 17 and we put those in a like clip subfolder and then later we go back and like... That was a funny moment, and then you could just grab those and throw it. Well, Luis, we need like some do... sort of setting premise, like we're all on the road to PazoCon together in the same car for some reason, even though Luis, you already live in the city and most of us are all. Well, I got to drive out to pick you up. That's so. right. right. You're picking us up and then the car breaks down. So we're in the CD motel. So we have to keep each other entertained by telling stories. And it's, mm-hmm. Remember when Ryan had that? And then that's how we manage it. <laughs> Or we could just do it as a train con to Gen Con, the show. <laughs> I know we've talked about doing train con to Gen Con yeah. uh, a few times where we all was it train con, con to the Gen same Con? Time. I thought it was train con to Paizo Con. Oh, was it? I don't know. It, it never exists. happened. So I don't yeah. know what it was. <laughs> trains in the US are so freaking expensive. You can fly yeah. twice or train once. Basically. Oh, yeah. It's the advantage is how long it takes. It'll give us time to get our games in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In that case, yeah, you'd just be like, all right, well, cool. It'll be a week on the train. I guess we'll just play a lot of games. Right, and I feel like you were going to ask something about editing. Well, yes, because Valiant begins with a little (laughs) clip recap of the previous episode, and I've always wondered how much time that takes you. Oh, it takes a while. But I've (laughs) taken the... the, uh, I've been kind of smart about it in that I have a different project, which is just all the previously ons um, from every episode that had one. So I can just see like, oh, well, I've already trimmed this down to what it needs to be. And I can just mix and match and grab those as necessary. Obviously, that's only going to last me for a while. But it will be nice when like, in theory, I could go back and grab something from like, hey, previously on and something from episode two that is now relevant and and uh, pop it back in at the beginning. But it uh there's a reason why sometimes i choose not to do it and, and expect that the audience can just be like yeah they're, they're still kind of doing the same thing so you don't really need that well 
And for me, I find it it's easier to do the clips in like an actual play where there's a lot more heavy editing happening, where you're like lining up audio and working on the flow of it, because there's a certain flow to an actual play that it has to have. And I feel like these live shows have a natural flow, right? We have a conversation and it just works out. And there's very little like nipping and tucking and trimming that you have to do to make a really good show. Like we just do it naturally. So for me, my editing process is I usually just uh, have a schedule. I have a notepad open and if there's audio flubs, like someone sneezes or a door shuts or a siren goes by or whatever it is, I'll just like write down the time code. And then afterward, I just go find those issues and just snip those. That's and much put more them in the folder. There's your clip episode. There's your clip episode. It's just, <laughs> just sneezing and door closing and a motorcycle going by and someone with a really big muffler. And you're like, what is this episode? <laughs> Auto tune all the clipped ums into a new goblin song. <laughs> there you go. Goblins. Well, um, I feel like since we have you both here, um, and personally, I feel like I only have gotten bits and pieces of, of the history over the years here and there. I'm gonna ask, how did this all come together? And specifically, hey, how did Perrin get all involved in all this stuff? I, I understand like the 3.5 private sanctuary starting things off but you know where, where did no direction come from and then you know 10 episodes in param joins up how did that all come to be all right well so just to recap the 3.5 private sanctuary came out in response to fourth edition's announcement and we just wanted mm -hmm. to keep going with 3.5 dungeon and dragons and then um the tome show invited us to do a us being me and, and jay my uh co-host at the time to do a segment on their Dungeons and Dragons podcast that was just dedicated to Pathfinder. Mm -hmm. I submit the first one and he was like, this is basically its own show. You should just do a Pathfinder podcast. And so I did. And <laughs> uh, the idea was I wouldn't have a co-host. It would just be me and a rotating guest co-host talking about a topic. And Param was one of the uh, first five or so guest co-hosts because Param Spellbook was Spellbook, exactly yeah. a project mm -hmm. that I wanted. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so got in touch with him okay. i'm not even sure how i originally got in touch with you param so if you know that part of the story so i well i wanted there was two things happening at the same time um i was also brought on before i came aboard as a guest maybe was it to the other show to private sanctuary to talk about what it's like to run a game store and no i, I think two, that was after the fact okay i did two of those interviews before i became a permanent host so one was about the game store and one was about Param Spellbook. Mm -hmm. um, and I had also emailed you separately saying, hey, this is a really great show, but you should probably have a regular co-host. That was not me volunteering for the job. I was <laughs> so just you like, thought. you should probably just get Jay to do the show full time with you or some other person because a regular co-host is better than the rotating co-host how it was going. And because uh, I was already a fan of uh, three five private sanctuary at the time and i was like you know this show can be better ryan just get somebody to do it with you uh, and then you made the offer a little bit later for me to become a co-host and i was like sure because at that point in time i was trying to say sure to as many little projects and favors as i could do at the time um I, what like, is that like <laughs> that is a fun time isn't it yeah so it's like and uh i i learned really early on especially 10 10 the 10 years ago version of the tabletop industry kind of runs on favors mm -hmm. and so being a person that can solve problems puts you into a lot of connections and helps you make a whole lot of friends that then you can ask 
to interview on your podcast later. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know how well you remember those old episodes of the podcast, but it wasn't this. It was four mm-hmm. or five segments that were just kind of strung together mm-hmm. that I was just recording some of those segments by myself. Some of them were scheduled interviews. Some of them had a co-host. And it really uh, gradually the other, because it was Paraman, then it was Matthew LeClaire was co-hosting mm-hmm. some of those other segments with me. And gradually, Matthew just left the show. Param started doing co-hosting in all of those segments. And uh, where did we go from there, Param? How did we make the leap to let's just sit and record a single episode together? I know we didn't go live quite yet. I think we just won. I think we just wanted to do things more naturally. And the banter parts were getting more and more popular. We're getting a lot of feedback that they just liked us chatting. So let's just do chatting episodes <laughs> and see how that goes. And that sort of just became what No Direction became. And uh, it, I think it worked. It, it, y'all seemed to like it. It was also much easier for us. Like, oh, yeah. And it was all those segments. I had spreadsheets with all the blocks colored oh in. My so gosh. That like, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, like, that's where we were doing those scripted Millie Narsted, the Gnome on the Go travel segments around Galarian and just various things like that. And so it was like just finding content for the various segments that just slowly just became an episode and like there was a string where we weren't even uh making outlines like if it wasn't an interview or if it was an interview with somebody that we knew exactly what we were talking about mm-hmm. we knew exactly how to wing a two-hour conversation about a, mm-hmm. a pathfinder topic yeah and a lot of that was because we would intentionally avoid chatting with each other about <laughs> pathfinder topics it's content um, during the week it's content. yeah during the week <laughs> me and ryan it. would talk a lot it's just like it'd be about nerdy gi joe stuff or cool like videos and video games or whatever we were wanting to talk about but the second any of us started to talk about pathfinder stuff one of us usually ryan would shout content and then we'd stop (laughs) (laughs) i've done that too uh already i've I've picked up on that usually before a show right so we have like a nice early call time to work out any technical Mm -hmm. bugs usually there's not and there's plenty of chit chat time and then Mm -hmm. You know, ultimately, uh, so someone's going to bring up the topic we're about to talk about live on the air. And it's like, that's content. Nope. Don't save it. Right. Because <laughs> it is not as good the second time around when you're rehashing it. It's never as good. The jokes don't land. Never try to retell a joke to a person that's heard it before. Oh, yeah. That's not. Mm-mm. There's yeah, also it... that moment of awkwardness where you're in the middle of a sentence and it's like, have I already said this? Did I say this earlier in this interview mm-hmm. or did I say it before the whole show started? And yeah. I, I like that'll really throw me off my game. Yeah. And some <laughs> shows record that pre-tech setup, but uh I ain't about that life. <laughs> <laughs> no, I that's a time where it's like the cameras are off, we're not recording, we're not streaming, like let's just get mm-hmm. set up and get done what we need to get done. Uh you tell the guests that we're not supposed to say the F bomb a whole bunch because oh my we're gosh, an we're not? podcast. Hey. Okay, sorry, of course we're not. No, no, that would be bad. Um, we use Galarian uh, swears on this one we, by Calistria's Garters. <laughs> um, yeah, there's also a lot of uh, NDA talk that <laughs> can't go yeah. anywhere, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. And also just like network business, right? It's like, hey, mm-hmm. when can we schedule this? And when can we do this? And when are you free? A lot and... of boring stuff that people yeah, for say sure. they would <laughs> enjoy, but they it, no, they don't want to actually hear that. Yeah, it's not like there's a private... Uh, private sanctum that people are missing out on before the episodes no those are really boring it's half hour of dull a lot of silence a lot of just clicking on keyboards yeah (laughs) 
Uh, our own Alex Agunas is in chat and says, There was, however, the amazing time James got Param to swear in the Christmas episode. I do Christmas not remember episode. that. Oh, wait, I mean, it might have been this actual play. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. <gasps> wow. Oh. I'm going to have to go back and listen to where that was like bleeped out if it was bleeped out. It was bleeped. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've had to bleep a few things. That's All the other thing I wrote. All traces of that got erased. <laughs> sometimes Speaking we have guests on james who aren't used to the all ages podcast and so mm. they'll just like let the expletives fly and i'm like all right 12 minutes and 18 seconds oh 15 minutes and four seconds and i'm just like <laughs> writing down all the things are we so it used to be the the west labeled w for oh, west yeah, or whatever for cheeky then, language for cheeky language. language and then then it was daigle i guess are we still at daigle or is it thirsty now what, what, what should it, be? <laughs> it should be thirsty it should be <laughs> thirsty at this point yeah i think he's the worst offender right now <laughs> he, will, he will wear it as a badge of honor <laughs> well, i think west warren is bad a badge of honor and yeah. he got his his permission to do it and he he was pretty tickled at the whole idea and yeah. just yeah. the picture that we found for him was so absolutely cheeky well, like he's the one in that audio clip I, I I referenced a couple of times where it's just the pre uh we set up the little I had to edit all the seminars mm -hmm. and we set up the little recorders at the seminar tables at when we're recording especially when there's lots of room so we run around turning on the recorders so we record all the presentations at the conventions and then one of them like I was just scrubbing through the audio and I heard Daigle and Wes talking to each other and Daigle points at the I assume points because I'm listening to audio. I do not have video of this. <laughs> but he goes, now look at this. This is the No Direction podcast microphone. Now remember, they're an all-ages podcast. The F goes, they effing were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds about right. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's great. I remember when one year during the, the I think it was Gen Con seminars, uh, Adam Diggle was talking and he accidentally let off a swear and he's like, oh, sorry, Ryan. <laughs> And that, little clip, that little clip became like the thing at the beginning of any basically anything that he was on yeah. it's like yeah it was, yeah it was remember that yeah, yeah for, was, sorry ryan yeah <laughs> uh, so are there this is asking you to pick favorites uh but mm -hmm. hey what are some mm. of your favorite moments in the last 12 years uh, of being, I mean, it can be, you know, specific episodes you really like, specific guests. It could be things like when you got the Volunteer of the Year award, things like that. That was cool. I mean, it would have been cooler if Param was there. I yeah. Know. I hate that I missed it. Um, but I hadn't started going to PazoCons yet because, like, I had budget, especially back then. And it was like, I handled Gen Con. Like I made Gen Con my responsibility and Ryan did PazoCon. And so that's like that was like the division of of labor and expense to get those things covered. Um because you know Ryan was very busy with Blind Ferret and other things to, you know, at Gen Con Ryan worked and uh full time like I, I barely get to sometimes hang out multiple full time jobs depending on what I was doing. Yeah. And uh and at PazoCon that's yeah that's an airplane right away and like yeah i don't know if i could justify that and unfortunately this year i can't either mainly because i had to make the decision before i knew how covid was going to be working out um yeah i probably may have made a different decision had i known how things would have gone uh, but unfortunately those decisions have been made um so ironically i'm doing gen con this year <laughs> like old times 
Well, good. I, I'm I'm also doing Gen Con this year, uh, so I will mm -hmm. see you there. I'm looking yes. forward to that. What is Gen Con going to be like this year? I don't know yet what Gen Con is going to be like this year. Um, I made a rudimentary schedule for myself that involves, get this, it's a novel concept. I'm going to play some games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and 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 like listen to some seminars that i'm not recording <laughs> wait what that sounds yeah. wrong yeah yeah so it's fun but that oh, reminds good. me of some of the stuff i really did enjoy like some of my favorite memories actually go back to the very early early earliest days mm -hmm. because we were new and scrappy and i'm running around with my cell phone turned around backwards and the cheapest recorders ryan could scrounge up for me um and huh not intentionally the cheapest recorders i could find we couldn't for afford you. anything <laughs> <laughs> i remember we got that one good recorder neither of us could learn how to use it so we started hating on it <laughs> like you, you can't rely on this one i've since learned that because you have to hit the record button twice that's yeah. why oh, we never got yeah. that working right <laughs> I remember um, hearing about that, and you're like, "Well, we didn't get that seminar because you have to hit the record button twice." So, I, I guess, <laughs> yeah. And no I now use one of those recorders every single day for my job, but but this makes me giggle. But like, like back when like Paza was just getting started, and and like listening to like Eric Mona tell me like, "Man, I hope we sell five thousand of these things," uh, to, about core roll books, and like sitting down to have lunch with lisa and, and just hear about the dream she has for what it'd be like if Pazo actually makes it and like what the future could be like and just like when you all were just this, i'm saying what you all for luis and, and v because like you all contribute to the game so freaking much but when when Pazo was like like tiny and hopeful and this weird wild bet of a dream was like actually unfolding and success was happening and everybody was cheering and that was kind of my favorite times because we were young and scrappy and, and Paisa was young and scrappy and, and we kind of grew up together uh, in, in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know one of my like big driving forces to becoming a fan of, of Pathfinder before I ever got a chance to write for them was listening to No Direction. Um, I, I remember like I would be playing Pathfinder Society with folks and they'd be like, oh, this is coming out. And I'm like, how do you know this? And they're like, oh, they just announced it on this thing. And then like, you know, the, the, uh, you know and then they're like talking about it. Well, this is going to be it and this is going to be it. I'm like, how do you know this? Like it was on no direction. They just they just interviewed Eric Mona about it and he talked all about it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and so I started listening. And yeah, so like one of my first like, I don't know, fandom experiences with listening to the two of you on No Direction and just being like, oh, they are so cool. They know so many things. They get to talk to cool people. <laughs> so, like you. There you go. But uh, there is the combination of because we were growing up, uh, like because Paizo and No Direction was growing up at the same time, like Baron was explaining. Um, there's like this comfort level between us and even Paizo employees that we haven't met yet. Mm -hmm. And so we just like, we can ask anything. We're totally comfortable asking anything. We know what's not appropriate to ask. And it really just led to some really interesting interviews. Like I tend to listen to a lot of interviews for Paizo staff and like not to toot our own horn too much, but a lot of the times they're a lot drier and a lot more introductory. And it just feels like, oh, you could skip all that. You can get right to, 
what yeah. are you excited about and and have more energy in the interview and mm -hmm. get more interesting things revealed and assume that your audience if they can't catch up then if they're excited they will want to learn right well, and that's the other thing too is is just the rapport of the show and everything is that fans of the show are are people who are excited about Pathfinder and they usually get the context. So when you're talking to one of the developers about a book that's coming up, like you don't have to explain like, well, what is Pathfinder? Like it's just we can just get right into like, okay, so there's a bunch of cool feats, <laughs> you know, you're like yeah. all right, cool. and then, like one of the things that we told like hey yeah the the toot the horn thing again from ryan but one of the things that we ran into very early when we were interviewing the authors and the creators especially when we we're doing the fiction line is we would start talking about the book and then it became very the authors were always surprised that we read the book yeah. when mm. before the interview and it was like no we read this thing cover to cover and i'm asking detailed questions about the character motivation of this person in the back third of the book and and why this came together that way and it was so much fun because by being a fan and and uh, being a knowledgeable fan and working with people that we respect for creating something awesome, we're able to have conversations deeper than we anybody could have at, with just a casual association of it. Or we and definitely, no direction was so inside baseball. Like it is like like you do not we we. We're comfortable being that nerdy and, and deep with everything because nobody's going to tune into KD that like, why would you listen to KD as a casual fan? It's like where we were all about just like, and, and what's it like for this incredibly minor goddess that I want to know about and their motivation <laughs> that only appears in like three scenarios in PFS. Well, and the other thing too, not just the deep cuts that other fans are really excited about hearing about, uh, mm -hmm. But like you were saying, because we have this rapport uh, and know what to ask, I think we often get more, um, I don't want to say like truthful, that's not the right word, but more uh, contemporaneous, more um, visceral reactions and answers. And like, I think it's able to draw out that excitement and passion for the game more than a lot of other interviewers who are just like, and what's the, and, and when's the book release? Okay, great. You know, it's like, just got to hit my check boxes for this interview. So. I think there's it's a skill also... set. Oh. Oh, go ahead, Pear. <laughs> well, it's a skill set I've, I've, I've appreciated learning. Uh, Ryan taught me a lot of it. And then moving on to, to my other show that I started last year and in, in working again with creators, uh, I'm, I'm getting a lot of the same con, uh, comments from the creators that this was a really good interview. This was a deeper interview than they expected. Like, you know, talking to artists that are creating miniatures or or companies that are involved in 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 that that aspect of the gaming space, I'm I'm leaning very heavy on skills I learned here at No Direction of how to do an interview that's more interesting and dry and not just by the numbers or covering the same old boilerplates. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, I I definitely agree. Any proficiency I have at all at doing this show is a hundred percent to the two of you, and any technical proficiency I have to doing this show is a hundred percent from Param. Um, who has literally taught me everything I know about this. Uh, occasionally someone else is like, you could do it this other way. And I'm like, that doesn't really fit our needs, but thanks. Like everything we do is, is something that Param helped me to learn, uh, start to finish all of the producing, all of the polishing, all of the everything. So well, thank you. Luis, were you about to say something? Oh, I was just going to mention the fact that you've been at it for so long means that you've had guests 
you know, th there are inevitably new people working mm -hmm. at Paizo that, you know, you do go through the, hey, tell us about yourself, how'd you get into gaming and all that stuff. But you bring people on so often that you can't help but get into other topics at, at that point, right? Like the very first time you, you brought, I don't know, Daigle on, I'm sure there was a little bit about tell us about your history and all that stuff. But you bring him on a dozen, two dozen times. I, I don't know how many it would have been. I mean, that's old hat by that point, by, by the third time around, right? So like you, you can't help but get into uh, more casual conversation and more in-depth focus on, on the business and, and, and stuff like that, which is something I was appreciated because as a developer, I've, I've done my fair share of interviews and, and the rounds and there's a lot of like, well, yeah, let me tell you about this and what this book is. Um, but there are some places where I've gone back a couple of different times. You know, I've done some interviews on, wouldn't you know it, on No Direction uh, <laughs> and other places. And like the, the places where I, where I come back, you know, more than, than just like the, the one time, um, it, it's always, I think, leads to more interesting conversations. So building that rapport and in some cases, some direct friendships, right? We have the likes of Crystal and, and, and Jason Keeley and stuff who are great friends of the network and continue to to come on even though in some cases they're not even working with Paizo anymore but they're still just such great people in the industry so you know things that you were able to foster you two that were able to foster and we can still kind of um, uh, reap the benefits of even today well, I mean like a lot of podcasts joke with like the friend of the network title but we, we kind of mean it because mm -hmm. we have so many people that are genuine friends because of the podcast and and being having been lucky enough and, and to have so many great creators like yourself Louise and like UV um, and <laughs> come on the show again and again um, and get to have those really cool deep interviews and hang out at conventions means that like in a lot of ways the extended uh, Paizo family became part of like pseudo cast to KD especially some of like like Wes or some of the people that we've had on a bunch and bunch a bunch of times that and and that was kind of part of the goal was we wanted people to get to know the creators personally because back when we first started doing that there was some companies that were operating in even a little bit before that uh under like they didn't want the individual creators to get attention like famously like tsr was like very against it uh and a lot of the people that we chat chatted with especially in the early days of, of paizo were tsr alums that have been through the opposite side of that to where mm -hmm. you know do not give them attention the brand is all that matters and we're like no the people who make these games are the ones that matters let's get the rock star lens on them yeah i i think that was a uh i think that was a smart move too because then you like people would get excited about a developer or you know and, and other people and you're developing those assets you're making those assets more important just as important or more so than an iconic character or a location or uh, an npc that reoccurs like and and really it just helps build up your company so i don't know i i think that's good and i you two definitely uh you contributed to that you made that happen it's funny actually there's a lot of like um seminars at PaizoCon where it's uh, dragon magazine alumni and just people that have been in the industry for a long time telling old stories and it's filling in history that I didn't know about, but was kind of there for. And so it's like, 
like we I've known Stan Brown for a long time. He was one of the earliest guests, like Stan with an exclamation point. But <laughs> it's through these different seminars that I'm like, oh, Stan's actually had a much bigger impact on my life than I realized since long before I met him. Uh, Owen is another example of that. I've been reading Owen's stuff since before I knew who Owen was. And it's kind of like, it's it's kind of sad that it took them leaving TSR and Wizards of the Coast and getting outside of the company that did they did their most, like, their earliest prolific work. Uh, it, it took them getting out of that for the spotlight to be on them and for us to realize just how important they are to us and to the hobby. And now that's kind of the norm, like, mm. I, in, in a lot of good ways and bad ways, but I know, like, a lot of authors are talking about you have to live in the public light now and you have to market yourself on socials and do these interview rounds now. Um, and, uh, like, some people don't enjoy that aspect. And I can understand that if you came to this to be, I want to write cool books, not I want to be a part-time TV star. Uh, mm. But at the same time, it's just like, it was kind of fun to be a, a, an early part of a, something that then I noticed became a trend. <laughs> Yeah, oh. for us, it's what came naturally. Like the the podcast is very organic creation. That you know, it, our success is not entirely organic. Like there was a lot of planned and purposeful decisions that were made, mostly on your part, Param, to make sure that we continue to grow. But um, yeah, like we aren't forced to do this. We were doing this because this was our interest. But I I sympathize with uh, authors who now are getting into the and realizing, oh well, if I want to write. I not only have to produce a podcast, I have to compete with the 10,000 other podcasts that similar authors are putting out. That's true. The space has gotten a, a lot more crowded. And so uh, the fact that the two of you have been doing this for, you know, 12 plus years just shows what pioneers you are, I guess. Uh, especially now that the format has changed to more of what No Direction already does. <laughs> so I used to joke that it's just like, our success is that we won't quit. <laughs> <laughs> There's something to that. Uh, so, Luis, earlier you asked about certain highlights, and it got me just going through the archives on the website. And so I found one episode called uh, The Live Era Begins. This was February 13th, 2013. Oh, wow. So that means we were about three years in when we finally started doing live uh, episodes, which I believe we started on Google whatever Hangouts. Google's live stream was at the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, geez. Yeah. 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 We recorded via Hangouts and we only we did not do that to get video. Video happened by accident because we did it. We did it because Skype sucks so much oh, no. <laughs> trying to record a podcast on. It is absolutely the worst voice software ever. It's and pretty it bad. Was be it was betraying <laughs> us. We would get robots. We'd get synchronous time things. It would just randomly disconnect our guest like two or three times an episode. And we're like, let's try out anything else. And we tried out lots of other software. And we did Google Hangouts at the time was like, great. Like, wow, it works. And the audio, like the video gets wonky, but the audio is always rock solid. And that's all we cared about. But like, and it's like a side effect. It will happen to be live on YouTube at the same time. Mm. Uh, so we started recording. Uh, that went really well. And then I think we did a special that was live. Then we did another live special. And then we started doing regular live episodes because it also made the production pipeline super simple, which was fantastic because the production pipeline used to be we take all these individually recorded audio tracks because, as I said earlier, Skype sucks mm -hmm. and we can't use the Skype recording of anything. 
Um, we barely understand each other, much less being able to put it out on a podcast. So it was like, I'm recording in Audacity. You're recording on Audacity. We're trying to walk a guest who may or may not be computer proficient in how to <laughs> download, install, and use Audacity. And um, and then with Hangouts, it was like, oh, we've got this nice live recorded everything that we can edit on. And that's great. And that's why <laughs> one of the big motivations was we went live for efficiency's sake and not so that we would get video. But it also challenged us to be better because we mm -hmm. didn't want we didn't want the live thing to just be a side effect. We wanted it to become a component of the show. And so mm -hmm. we didn't want to flub. We didn't want to pause. We didn't take bathroom breaks. <laughs> I, like that's something that I remember at least one of our guests was like, can I take a pause right now? Like we've been talking for an hour. It's like, hmm, you probably do need a break. That's just something we're forgot people take. Yeah. yeah we're just oh, used gosh. to soldiering along for, you know, like 30 minute call time ahead of time and a two hour show. And then another 30 minute after show now. And it's just like a solid three hours of getting to chat with people. And it's great. But it's like, wait, you wanted a break in there? Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I sneak one in between, uh, the, the episode and uh, the <laughs> private sanctum, but yeah. it's understandable. Yeah, yeah, I, I, know, I, I do that too, for sure. <laughs> here's something that the audience <laughs> probably doesn't know, but especially in the early like couple of years of No Direction, it was a constant battle of wheels between me and Ryan on how long the show should be because <laughs> Ryan really liked like sub one hour shows. And I was a huge fan of this week in tech and giant bomb and like these long format podcasts with lots of banter where they're like three hour plus episodes. And that's where my, my podcast <laughs> uh, love was. And eventually Katie kind of fell on the, the two hour plus side of that fence. But like early on, we were always like, well, let's do this, but we can't do this. And I'm like, can we sneak in a new segment? Then I can get it longer. <laughs> the, the thing about those param is they usually have someone else that edits those. That's what I was going to say. So what originally, <laughs> originally happened when I was the editor, uh, mm -hmm. we were doing these one hour, one hour and a half, maybe episodes. And Param was like, you know, creeping in more and more content. And so it's like, Param, we're pushing three hour episodes on average at this point. Like, and I'm like I can't keep doing it. Can you do the editing? And it's like, yes. And then we started creeping back down yes. to a two hour episode. <laughs> well, what's really oh. funny too is how many episodes y'all are interviewing somebody and you're like well we're we're at the hour time and that's all the time you promised us so if you need to go and they're like no no i'm gonna stay you're like i guess we'll talk about this thing for another 40 minutes you know? <laughs> okay well we're gonna do like news and stuff oh, i'll stick around for that oh okay cool so our guest is gonna stick around and do news let's talk about news and it's just Ooh, it, it like just it extended it because mm -hmm. I think so many of your guests really enjoyed talking to you that they, they want to stick around and talk some more, you know, let's just keep talking about this cool product or, or, you know, a book that's coming out or whatever it is. Uh, and, and, Oh, you're doing the new, well, that's fine. I have things to say about that. I'll hang around and do the news segment with you. Well, I think a lot of it is when you're booking somebody's time and you say, yeah. can we have an hour? They're like, that's a lot of my day. And then when you're in the podcast, an hour flies by. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if I know what you're going to be say, a bit naughty of me to mention, but oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we don't give that spiel. And there's reason. And I'll leave the audience to figure that one out. 
sometimes people are very busy and we don't want to suggest that they feel pressured that they stick around or anything, right? Of course. Exactly. That's, that's what we're thinking of. Um, I'm trying to think back to, to my memories of, of KD and I'm going to first admit, I think I've, I've mentioned it before, but I didn't, you were not originally my first choice for a oh. Pathfinder podcast. Oh. Um, back in the day when I was looking for stuff and primarily I was looking for information on like adventure paths and, and like how to run them and like pitfalls and the like, I was listening to the Chronicles Pathfinder podcast. Um, you know, a, a, a seemingly long dead uh, podcast at this point, uh, but they were talking like Kingmaker and stuff and giving you in-depth reviews and being like, oh, spoilers. Hey, with this section, with this encounter, blah, 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 blah. And then they stopped like putting episodes out as podcasts do. And eventually I just searched around and searched around. And I think eventually found no direction. And it wasn't until I realized that you had the uh, con recordings that I was like, oh, wait. I can learn about all this stuff that's coming. That, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was great. But I, I think I remember my, at least the earliest episode I can remember, at least looking back to this list here, is apparently No Direction number 72, the Crystal Bestiary, where you brought Crystal on when she was still a um, digital product oh. specialist. Aaron, do you remember <laughs> how that episode started? No, how? We thought we were talking about virtual tabletops and stuff, and when we realized like after pressing record and going live that crystal is not the guest we thought she was we had (laughs) to improvise very quickly yeah yeah we probably did about five Mm -hmm. awkward minutes of like i I think i remember that know how to talk about that and so we just got to know crystal a little bit better and then that's luckily we have Mm -hmm. a a great chemistry with crystal and so that became a really good episode Mm -hmm. that started one of the worst possible like worst case scenario started there, right. there was a more so than mm-hmm. a, other episodes i recall there was a lot of diving into okay what does a digital product specialist do <laughs> for pfizer yeah. um if it's not virtual tabletops then it's help me out here <laughs> <laughs> turns yeah, out it's that... like art for the most part <laughs> um <laughs> But I, I remember those those early days of uh, listening to No Direction and the No Direction or the, sorry the No Questions segment that still existed back in the no day. Questions? Uh, no questions. No questions. And I just remember thinking, oh man, I know some of these answers. I know what the correct answer is. Hold on, Ryan doesn't know. <laughs> He's got it wrong. <laughs> Um, or I the may other have done thing that, that myself. The other thing that would happen is um, you'd be trying to remember the name of a product. And you'd get like, like very close. Ultimate Wilderness was recalled as Wilderness Adventures a lot of the time from (laughs) history. And every time I'd be yelling at the (laughs) podcast, like, no, it's Ultimate Wilderness. And I keep telling myself, someday I'll get to be on there and I'll remember every product name. And now here I am, probably gonna at some point gonna run into that same problem where i can't remember even though i literally work for, for the company but i remember those first sort of like ah I, I know just a little bit more and like that super fan in me like i want to get on there and talk about pathfinder and mm-hmm. and and you know be, be part of that um eventually i did you know join the network and my very first episode, I was nervous as heck. And then I let <laughs> Alex talk over me a lot more than I really should have. Oh. Um, 
<laughs> I'm gone. But, I never do that. Yeah. No, no, no. That was just me being a timid first timer on an episode. <laughs> so uh, I, I feel like I've learned, but it, it was, it's kind of fun to think about like, oh, where, where was I when I started? And hey, wouldn't you know it? Uh, Ryan and Perrin gave me a chance to come on, talk about Villain Codex. And I guess I didn't flub it so bad that they decided to let me on a second time. <laughs> I mean, the list of people we never let on a second time intentionally is very small and I'm not going to list it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> a lot of the time, yeah, it's just like it gets so busy that you're like, oh my gosh, we haven't talked to so-and-so in two years? Okay, mm-hmm. we have to have them back on. Because you just, you know, you kind of get down the rabbit holes with whatever the product release schedule is and whatever's happening. Uh, now with Aaron's position, it's a bit more formal. We're like, hey, Aaron, we need a guest to talk about this. And Aaron's like, all right, I'm going to give you this person. And you're like, okay, great. We'll talk to John. All right, you got it. Uh, and, you know, sometimes you have to be like, hey, so can we talk to so-and-so? Because she's not been on like six months or a year and we, we want to talk to her again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's hard, especially with being every other week and like how many creatives there are out there uh, at Paizo at other companies that are doing very cool things in this space, uh, to, to see people on a regular basis anymore. You know, everything's gotten so big. Yeah. Well, especially as more manager positions came up, those people kind of got shunted away from the topical content we would be covering. And so like someone like Daigle was someone we would have on every year. And then he became a managing developer, a developing manager, one of those multi. He's now titles. director of game development. In fact, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Could have him like, on. That sounds really interesting. Yeah. Sounds really cool. <laughs> and Mark Moreland, I love Mark. I love chatting with Mark every chance I get. But like, the got in the position managing like licenses and stuff, and it's like that doesn't put you in the spotlight often, and we can't chat with you, and it's sad. <laughs> Yeah, Mark's almost the opposite problem where any episode could be a Mark episode. He fits into almost any topic just because he covers so much of Pathfinder. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. so knowledgeable. Well, and then now he's over yes. a role for combat. So, like, if there's a role for combat thing, then we can we can get Mark on now. But otherwise... Oh, no, you're thinking Seifter. We're talking That's Seifter. Oh, I was, thinking, I was talking... Oh, I'm sorry. I got lost. I was thinking Seifter uh, this whole time because he's so knowledgeable about all things in Pathfinder. He... And, and Starfinder, you could literally have him on either show to talk about anything. But yeah, Mark Moreland also is super knowledgeable because now he has his fingers on literally every project. So, Are there any guests that you had never had a chance to bring on that you're like, oh, man, I, I wish we had Wayne on. Reynolds. Wayne Reynolds? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that Wayne makes Reynolds. a lot of sense. So I've gotten to chat with him a bunch, sure. but never for a show. Like He's he the is busiest charismatic, man ever. is crazy charismatic. <laughs> uh-huh. He would make a perfect interview. Oh, man, I'm sad. If, if right, we manage to get Wayne on, we'll, we'll bring you on <laughs> as a guest co-host. Thank you. <laughs> and then we've been trying since like year three. So it's sure. like it's uh, infrequently and frequently I've been trying to get Wayne. Uh, All right, we'll see so what we can do. <laughs> Mark Seifter's in chat and he's saying that at one point there was a four year gap between his appearances. And that's mm-hmm. that's another wild thing where it just feels like you have a guest on and then you have them on again and you don't realize just how much time has passed. Mm-hmm. I think part yeah. of that was the, uh, the product alignment with like, Oh, who was the lead of this book or whatever. And mm-hmm. it just never worked out that Mark was also the lead that was relevant at the time. Mm-hmm. And I will admit like they kind of, all the episodes kind of start bleeding together into one amorphous blob <laughs> of episode in my head these days. Yeah. In a maldum. 
It's an amalgam of episodes where all the all the memories just fuse into one memory. I mean, there's like I've recorded well over a thousand hours of podcasting for the network. It's 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 a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if you've hit that ten thousand you know mastery hours by oh. this point. Yeah, we, if you count we editing, oh Lauren Lord, time, yes, we were trying to calculate that. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, and there's also you know other episodes where you were doing um you know adventurous and stuff like that you were you were on mic for probably ten thousand hours by this point oh sure oh, trying to I'm think back of Dustin's uh comment. like go ahead but getting ready for this episode like i was furiously like researching because i thought you were going to hand me like some of the hard questions like well what was your favorite book and then i'm like i'm going to stall because i won't know the answer to that <laughs> i want to give you a hard time but of the three of us which one's your favorite no i'm just kidding don't uh, answer that <laughs> Lauren's You're allowed not to say here. me. <laughs> oh, Lauren's not on here. Well, of course it's Lauren. <laughs> I mean, actually, I care about all of you. I know you do. I would commit war crimes for Ryan. Wow. Well, hold on a second. Well, <laughs> I appreciate the compliment, but I'm worried about the <laughs> I know you. You have such a, a long and famous history together um, mm-hmm. that I'm not surprised. <laughs> uh. Sorry, I'm I'm just I'm still wrapped up in all the emotion, um, because Ooh, we got to the emotional part. I don't know. I I'm been it's there. Been more I've than been twenty minutes fighting it off. It's been more than twenty minutes. I'm allowed, um, <laughs> but uh, I I don't know. I'm gonna miss you. You know. Yeah, I'm already missing this so much. Like like unofficially, I've kind of not been here for three months. So I've I've mentally like I've gone through the mental like rigors to prepare for it already and i know for a lot of our listeners that's not the case so i apologize for that but um like so so i can understand um and like like i said i don't intend to be a stranger so Mm -hmm. do yell anytime you miss me Uh, as long as i don't have Ah! to edit the podcast i'll be fine Uh, (laughs) yeah i i think it's a little easier for me this week than last um as some of you know uh, last week there were technical issues and power outages and things and we couldn't get everyone together and so we decided to postpone and I was a mess last week um, and I think in a way that helped me sort of address and deal with a lot of those feelings um, so I can be more professional this week <laughs> I am curious because this has been a lot of looking backwards and I want to look forwards oh goodness yeah. what do you all predict like this is like a decade plus of Pathfinder and KD. So what do you all think a decade from now Pathfinder looks like? Well, that's an hour. So that's the show. If you need to find the path, you need no direction. I'm just kidding. I'm asking a decade ahead so that like, I can't possibly be bumping into any NDAs <laughs> because as far as you all plan ahead, I doubt it's that far. A decade ahead. Um, I don't. I mean, I hope there's some kind of, tv property by then right <laughs> <laughs> uh, a cartoon or a live action show or something a syndicated low budget live action fantasy show a la xena warrior princess great i love it <laughs> wow cool yeah all right um shoot 10 years from now i want uh like i want to find a way to do you actual plays where we're all in the same room instead of remote like even if it's one of those things where like well, we're doing the no direction retreat and we're playing through a whole module uh, you know over the week 
uh, or the weekend or whatever and recording it. And then we'll just like cut that up into episodes over the next six months. Um, it's just cool stuff like that. I, I think that would be really neat. I want I want train con. I want that train con. Yeah, train con would be amazing. Or you know, maybe we could just rent a train cart. <laughs> well, you can that rent doesn't go anywhere. Train. If you all was willing to make your way down this way, we in in the city next to mine, we can rent a castle. Yeah, not a small a one. It's an entire castle. <laughs> they filmed Macbeth in it. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. I think at PazoCon 2032, they're going to announce a classic throwback release where they reprint the first core rulebook, uh, bestiary, and game mastery guide, but as tiny little, like one and a half inch by one inch books. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the logical evolution of the pocket editions. I was just thinking they'll have the hollow editions by then, right? Where you just Ooh. put the little chip on the table and hit the button and like the book opens up in holographic form and you just sort of swipe to change the pages. But what will No Direction be doing in 10 years? That's a long time. But yeah, I'd love to do. I would love it if the network continued to grow to the point where we could do some like expensive production value stuff. You know what I mean? Like, and that's so what I meant by like. Higher uh, an editor to edit the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In 10 years time, we'll have an editor that does this and we won't have to worry about it. And we'll have a producer that just pushes all the buttons and I won't have to be constantly checking all the gears and gauges while I'm trying to be like, I know which mark you're talking about. Um, <laughs> you know, in all the years, I never even asked for an editor. I think I just, I would not, I'm like, I would never have wanted, like, why take the toys away? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I get that even in some cases with like Valiant. I, I can't expect anyone to know exactly what I would want to keep or the, things like that. Uh, but, you know, Legend Lore is far less <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's a much more straightforward show, right? It's just a back and forth. It's not trying to tell a story. So editing yeah. it isn't losing potentially any of that narrative, but um yeah but i can i do value all that i've learned in editing stuff and like all over the years with like slowly picking things up most recently i learned how to do like motion tracking and after effects to make a silly thing for to share with a friend right like the, the nice. little little things that you like pick up over the years as, as you do these kind of things next you must learn the broomstick to lightsaber trick maybe <laughs> i'm sure there's even just like a a thing that a plugin that you run anymore. Yeah. There's <laughs> definitely an app that scans for broomsticks and turns them all into lightsabers. I think in, in 10 years, we'll be reviewing things like Pathfinder video games, Starfinder video games, and saying things like, that's just derivative of the last three titles they did. I mean, 10, <laughs> ten years from now, we'll be talking about third edition, and one of us will be, uh, Someone will claim that one of us hates third edition, even though we just have some frustrations <laughs> with the playtest. That's what Mark, uh, that's what Mike Seifter just said in the in the chat, essentially. Mm -hmm. And then it'll take like eight years until we can get rid of that false claim rumor. It's like, no, no, I like it. I just don't like this one rule. Like this one rule, I'm not happy about. That actually happened to me with Starfinder. I remember. Uh, oh, Starfinder has that happened to you, V? Has that actually <laughs> happened to you? I. I don't know what happened to me. How did? How did I get? <laughs> There's a Ryan has pointed this out. Like Ryan has gotten the reputation as the one who dislikes Tui and yes. and, and Param likes it. 
Param's the one who's gone on two epic half hour rants on things that I thought was ruining Tui. <laughs> one of them totally blindsided me. I I thought we were having a very good episode. It was right after we reviewed the Advanced Players Guide, There's which is great. Seemed to be positive overall. And then, yeah, just something really <laughs> hit you where you did not want to be hit. Was that the organized play rant? Like there was like a an organized. Yeah, play that might have been. You had one of those made. about all the all the like, locked like ancestries and stuff in organized play, where you're like, I just want to play a whatever uncommon thing that's really not that uh, you know uncommon, and it's like, nope, that's locked. You have to have points. And it's like, oh. I remember that recently uh, when uh, we still thought we could get tickets for PaizoCon. I was supposed to play with Helen, and we were going to play our Velum and Lace characters as little like first level Pathfinder Society characters. Oh, fun. Except, hey. except oh, no. Jellica is uh, an Asimar, essentially, and mm-hmm. I don't have enough points for an Asimar. So I was like, well, throw that idea out the window. <laughs> and there were all these like conspiratorial things we were doing like, all right, so this like th- this particular scenario is really easy. So what if you just GM it three times and it's replayable and we'll just like blast through it in like three or four hours? And I was like, I'm not. I'm not going to game the system to play the character. I just, I don't have enough points. I'm not going to do it. It's fine. <laughs> but on more positive notes. On positive notes. Yeah. Uh, so I was just thinking about the Param's question about things in 10 years. And yeah. I definitely think Paizo and Pathfinder is in a good place. Like I've been seeing a lot of just chatter on Twitter. And I even saw a YouTube video recently. Uh, let me just double check the name of the channel. Icarus Games where people are saying that there's some frustration with 5e's limitations and Pathfinder 2nd Edition answers most of their frustrations, like mm-hmm. which was not, I don't believe, Pathfinder 2nd Edition's design goal, but it just happens to be a good place for them to be in the in the the, the, the industry where people will play Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition because that is still the new hotness, that is still what all the actual plays are pointing them towards, and then the next step when they're looking for more more depth to their rules pathfinder second edition is there and has these cool rules and has this really forward-thinking way of treating uh, ancestries and the world and politics and how it all intersects like that i think it, it's like there's just a very positive vibe around second edition right now and that's really cool to see um and i just think pathfinder is going to continue to make its own fan base and to to yeah. to grow and develop itself as not just an alternative to Dungeons and Dragons, but yeah. as Pathfinder. Right. And not just like, and, and I think second edition is important for this, not just, oh, it's D&D 3.5 and then they change some stuff. Like it's its own game now. Uh, and I think that people are finally seeing that and it's growing out of that reputation of like, it's an updated Dungeons and Dragons. It's like, no, it's, it's different. And Luis, I think you deserve a lot of credit for that because the Lost Omens line like i oh my i am not a settings guy like you were talking about how we were not covering the advanced play or the uh, adventure paths in the early episodes of no direction that's because i i just cared about the rule sets i thought generic fantasy setting is fine rules are what makes it cool and param coming on influenced that brought in more and more uh, campaign setting stuff but really it wasn't until lost omens that i really became excited about the next campaign setting book that would be coming out for pathfinder yeah like i like when I started like listing off without preparing like the list of my favorite books, like it was very quickly becoming, I can't just say all the Lost Omens books. Fair hey, you gotta, can. I'll take yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, Legends is probably the best book they've written ever. And 
uh, Magambia's not Magambi. It's not Magambia. Wangi Expanse. Expanse. Magambia is like the cool part of it, but um, <laughs> Wangi Expanse is probably second place, but but not but but they're punching it out for the top slot and like when i was like well what about first edition there's lots of first edition books i really love and i think my favorite first edition book because it's a series is the original soft cover book of the damned slash chronicle of the righteous set but not the not the hardback version because <laughs> the hardback version stripped out a lot of the character that was intentionally put into the uh, Book of the Damned, which is what you all have put back into the hardcovers with Lost Omens. And it's mm -hmm. for the same reason. It's like, this is a book that makes me feel like I know what it's like to be in this world. And that got stripped out with the hardcover version of it. And then, but you all put that stuff back in with your and Eleanor's tenure at, uh, in charge of those books. And I have to bring you on to talk about the travel guide. Oh yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's been announced, right? Yeah. Very cool. Yes, we're, we we are going to keep away. a seat warm for you. It's a couple of months away. Oh, yeah. I that is something I'm still not used to of just not being in touch with when everything is coming out and what what uh, books I need to read by what date. Knights of Lastwell is out Wednesday, so yeah. I'll see, and that feels like it's been out forever. <laughs> <laughs> Really? I was just reading that the other day. Oh, that's right. We got advanced copies. Yeah. That is Boy, a good book. Being a that broadcaster is, has its That is a stuff. fun dance you've got to do. It, uh, when you learn about stuff you're not supposed to talk about. Like Yeah. Uh, that, that whole and I got to do it for like eight months longer edition. than all of you. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Seriously, yeah, you, uh, you work on something. And you're excited about it and you can't tell anyone. And then months later, uh, there's mm -hmm. like back channels talking about it's going to be announced. And you're like, oh, and you get excited. And then they announce it and people are talking about it. And then mm -hmm. it's like, but I still don't know what they did about my product. And they didn't say my name. So I can't talk about the fact that I worked on it. You just go, yes, that sounds very interesting. Mm -hmm. And then... <laughs> And then you finally get your your advanced copy and you can like, oh, that's what the developer. Oh, thank goodness the developer fixed that because that was not great. And you're looking through all the stuff you did uh, and, and all the stuff everyone else in the book did. And you're like, oh, this is such a beautiful book. I still can't talk about it. And then you have your show. And these days they're like, you can talk about this one chapter. And you're like, OK, I'm really excited about other things in the book, but they'll have to wait. And it's just like compartmentalizing that information. It's like I, I can't even reference another thing if it hasn't been released you know, i just want to talk about it sounds like a, a tough time <laughs> <laughs> oh it I is some fun speculation uh luis you might not be able to participate but what <laughs> would we want to see third edition look like like what changes would a Pathfinder 3 even oh, be like I'm, I'm sure everyone has their things for like it, let's let's say that third edition looks very similar to 2e right people decide mm -hmm. oh we want to keep 2e going that same way but there's like mm -hmm. lots of little tweaks that I'm sure you know Mark is mm -hmm. in chat uh all the designers <laughs> ha have like their own little like oh I wish mm -hmm. this could have worked out um or we had to decide on that right uh it, mm -hmm. as, as a committee but I my vote would have still been with x y or z like there, there's lots of little tiny changes that I can even talk now, right? Like there, there's like, I'm, I recently complained about a lack of conditions. I, I wish we, you know, we have 
uh, drained for con, we have enfeebled for strength, we have clumsy for, for dex, and then we have stupefied to cover int and whiz and charisma. Right. I feel like we should have one for each, but you know, that I wasn't there. I wasn't part of that, but you know, little, little things like that. I feel like that would, would that be a third edition? Would that be a 2.5? Who knows? But there's, there's always like and tiny I, things that I keep running into. Well, and I feel like as a Modian advocate, I can understand why there's only one condition because like strength and dex and con all do different things for a martial character or for any character, but specifically mm-hmm. for martial characters, weight these differently depending on how their build is and etc. But the mental condition of stupefied, it's like casters all do the same thing with their mental stat when it comes to casting. It's only like mm-hmm. skills and other ancillary things that it, it really makes a difference. But when it mm-hmm. comes down to mechanics, your casting stats, your casting stat. And so by having three different ones, it'd be like, oh, good, I'm just forgetful. So my int's down, but I'm a charisma caster, so I don't care. And this makes it so you can be like, all right, stupefied is all of them. And this is the bad condition for casters. And it's honestly not, it's not that terrible. I have my reasons for wanting that, which yeah. I can't get into. Oh. <laughs> for, <laughs> but you know, I, little things like that. I like I would comments in chat right now where Mark Seifter's saying doing an infinite for it. And it's like an infinite for three conditions. But <laughs> Dustin comes in right after with like infinite conditions. That's the name <laughs> of the book. <laughs> um, I, sh- I should mention that uh, Mark also said I was right. So I just. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I, I mean, I, I, gloss over that. I, I believe him. <laughs> But like, I, I get some of the, the choices that were made in second edition. There's some I don't like, and I don't want to, you know, turn this into the rag on second edition fest. But, you know, there's there's like Mark was saying in chat, there's there's tweaks the designers always want to make even after the fact and, you know, constantly mm-hmm. improve the system, especially now that it's in people's hands and they're playing it. So mm-hmm. right. I have, I have and also evolution doesn't mean the condemnation of what came before it. This is sure. a mistake for he made in its market. It's like, you know, it's like. <laughs> Oh, silly gnomes is a playable race. Who cares about that? What about <laughs> grapple? See how silly your old game was? Buy our new game. It's better. Good grief. Don't nobody ever make that marketing mistake again, gang. Um <laughs> uh, but like, ooh, I would go big. I would go mm-hmm. big with a third edition change and, and kind of like I because I know from talking with many of the designers that there are lots of things that, that y'all been wanting to do for ages and not done because of respecting the legacy of the game that came before it that mm. is, is less and less important the further down this rabbit hole you go. <laughs> so like some obvious choices be like get rid of get rid of the ability scores ability and just, scores and just keep only mods. the bonuses. Yeah. Dude, mm-hmm. like means and masterminds made that jump years ago. It was the right choice to make. Um, I would replace I would replace all of the saving throws and interesting uh, all the saving throws would be gone and oh. in their place you would have um you would have you would keep their names fortitude reflex and will but they would just be hit points so you would have fortitude oh. for physical hit points exhaustion hit points would take your reflex down and will would be uh mental hit points and that's how it's like, like mental damage would, is like mental yeah. hit points interesting then you don't need then you don't need conditions because then you can just do lots of mental damage to things and <laughs> take people out that way Be interesting and i would get rid of all classes oh this geez. is just me this is just being silly and i oh, would just oh, like i i would just go pure like 
or you'd go the uh, d20 modern method and there's just six classes like starfinder uh and, the, and they're, they're named just, after the statistics yeah <laughs> yeah like, i am strength. and then you just i'm gonna take this ability from this class and this ability from that uh, and just because you're already uh, halfway there with second edition you could just continue that 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 feet tree is everything path See, third, my version of third edition would be a very wacky place. I, I've thought about that. I have a, a classless system that's been bouncing around in my head, or at least a way to make two E classless. That's me and Alex around. were making one, and then second edition got announced, and we stopped production on it. <laughs> right, like we got like fairly deep into that design process for that system too, <laughs> like a classless I, mod for first edition. I think the 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 one big thing I would do is make Leshies. Uh, uh, core race or core ancestry yes. <laughs> right like just just lean further into what mm-hmm. makes pathfinder pathfinder right 100% yeah making goblins core i think was a great idea because like pathfinder's iconic creature is a goblin and everyone loves leshies so yeah let's just let's just have the fun races or ancestries mm-hmm. alex says he'd kill rarity oh, oh. she's like top 3 favorite ponies i'd kill alignment i think that's an obvious one i'd like more options that are just plus one to a thing and i never have to think about it again that is one of the things that trips me up the most about second edition is that every option is a thing i have to remember i have whereas if it's just plus one to a thing i put on the character sheet and i walk away and when i'm looking at my numbers it's oh that's a higher number I'm good at that. And that inspires my character. And so I know there's this thought that numbers are bad for role playing, but for me, it's like, okay, there's my high number. So this is my character and I can more easily get into their head. Whereas it's like, here's 50 things where it's keyword to a bow. It's like, okay, I know I'm good at bows, but in what ways am I good at bows? And when the situation comes up, I have to remember that I'm good at bows or find it on my character sheet fast enough that I'm not slowing down the whole game, just trying to remember these million bow options that I have. If I was just plus one when bows are involved, that would save me a lot of time and just feeling bad about myself. That's one of the things I really do appreciate about what 5th edition has done, where, uh, for those not familiar, 5th edition, when you would get to a feat level, you can either get a static bonus to your character or go get a feat that lets Hmm. you do a cool thing. Interesting. That might be okay. The problem with the plus one thing is that they they keep designing to the theoretical maximum. So if you can get plus one to things, then the theoretical maximum goes up and then everything gets harder. So now you have to have the plus one or you can't do the thing. And I think that is easily solved by just not rebalancing to having the plus one. Don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> please don't do that. Like that, I, I really wish for the 2.5 that the math gets re- readjusted to the theoretical medium, not yes. the theoretical maximum. Yeah, like a, like a, I would say, what is the maximum somebody who doesn't specialize in it would have? Like, right? So if you're like, what's the maximum to hit? You're like, I don't know. What's the, what could, what could a muscle wizard get? And you're like, oh, all right. Well, all right, let's, let's figure out what that is. And then that's the average, right? Because you know a, a fighter is going to be better than a muscle wizard, and like most wizards are probably not going to be muscle wizards, so they'll be worse than the average, and then well, that's probably pretty good. So without specializing, what's the best you can get? Okay, that's our target number. And then I think it'd be better. The other thing, yeah, because it just ends up too uh, challenging otherwise, and then things like severe and, and 
oh geez uh, extreme become like almost impossible and so it's like it's i don't know make it easier and then yeah. extreme means something <laughs> yeah it doesn't work for second edition but like if the if there was some theoretical class that was just okay at everything that very bardy class that you could just balance around and then <laughs> what would a bard you're not playing do? a medium you're playing okay. a median Gosh, <laughs> right <sighs> I, mean, I miss your puns oh thanks oh Luis, i appreciate it when you were talking about knights of uh of last wall when you were talking about that i wrote the the backgrounds and you were like so there's a lot of wordplay yeah it's great <laughs> uh-huh. you're lucky you had me as a developer for it i think a lot of it would have gotten changed oh thank Aww. you <laughs> to this day even when i'm not on the podcast and i see like a meme for a bad pun i still go dang it Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny i know ryan's puns are so good i try but i'm just i don't have that same level of proficiency i'm only trained i'm not I'm not legendary. a master. <laughs> legendary. He might be legendary. Wow. Have I reached legendary <laughs> status already? I don't know. What level are you? 12. No, you're not legendary. Only if you're a fighter. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely not a fighter. We've talked about this. <laughs> He's a lover, not a... Wait, no, sorry. No, no. Went the wrong direction. Param, <laughs> uh, how much Pathfinder are you playing these days? Uh, right now zero and that's a lot of the one of the motivating factors is uh that all of my potential venues of playing pathfinder except for through the network or through things that are basically still the network uh have dried up uh and, and covid's to blame for all of that it's like the pfs is gone in this region it like it could not survive uh the this local store shutting down as long as they did and um and my local group uh it, it uh because of shifting people around in various things the campaigns couldn't survive continuing going and so it was like oh i something i used to do literally four or five times a week i'm getting to do only once every other week or and it's and it's work and, and anything i do through the network i love you all to pieces but it's work Mm-hmm. And and I can't get my brain to not classify it as work, so it's it becomes instantly seventy five percent less fun. I mean, that sounded the, like I was gonna say that's the reason I started the Abomination Vaults game for us. That is like this is specifically not content. It could be there's a bunch of no direction folks and other like uh, you know writers and such from uh, and other folks in the in the Pathfinder verse that that have a public presence, but it's not because we all just need time to like have fun with it instead of you know instead of like oh we got to be professional and this is a this is a show and we have to make sure we say the right thing and we're always on mm-hmm. yeah. being always on is exhausting <laughs> <laughs> unless you're an extrovert <laughs> i am not <laughs> i am actually very much an introvert you take me away from the microphone and i go to my little dark corner grab my book and hide Aw. You enjoy your dark corner, Baron. <laughs> well, you need to turn a light on in there. Otherwise, how are you going to paint things? You can't see in the dark. I will admit that that uh, <laughs> no direction has made my painting better because when I get to use like studio lighting to paint under, it is so much better. Oh, yeah. And like 
and like gang i've been painting a whole lot of stuff like lately like i like this cool wolfy boy is probably one of my newest better pieces yeah that is very cool i am always so just like in awe of your painting skills yeah that's the only good thing to have come out of this whole <laughs> pandemic forcing me to go full hermit mode is like well, I've got a whole lot of time to learn how to wet blend. I thought you were almost going to say this is the only good thing that came out of this whole no direction. Thing. <laughs> oh, <Jeez. wow>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Jeez. Oh. Brutal. <laughs> See, Dungeon Novice and chat also thought that. So, <laughs> yeah. I, oh my gosh. The, the the best thing that have come up out of no direction is getting to know so many awesome people like you and getting to spend time with you all. What are you going to miss the most? Oh, that hanging out with you all so much so honest and, and to be full transparency i would have probably left two or three years ago if it wasn't for how awesome you all are oh i'm glad we got another few mm. years of parent behind the mic well the good thing is that you could still hang out with us like you're going to gen con you're gonna hang out with v we're all yeah. just a, a message away excellent yep Ooh. And Abomination Ooh. Vaults. Show up to Abomination Vaults. <laughs> so there was like a second phase of getting used to you not being on the network anymore. And that was like, I'm never going to play with Glenville again. And that was like, oh, like Perrin will always be there. But Glenville. Oh, no. Glenville's retiring. What? I mean, he's, he's, he's got a, he, let's be honest, he's got some interest to retire to oh I, i'm oh, happy for glanville yes <laughs> like, it was the realization that like no param on the network doesn't mean no param but no param on the network means that's it for glanville and that was like mm -hmm. oh glanville and i have had some good times um, if you're ever wanting to make a guest appearance on an actual play give me a yell yeah. maybe i will yeah yeah. I didn't think about no Glanville. Now I'm sad again. Yeah. I liked Glanville and I like, I like them arguing with your all's characters. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Idonia and Glanville arguing is like the, the most favorite part of playing Idonia. <laughs> as I, I get to wait to see something about the aristocracy messing something up and Glanville comes back and is like, well, they're the one who fixed it. It's like, Oh my gosh. Those two again. <laughs> I just, it's fun because like politically I'm the exact opposite of Glanville. But yes, like, of course, Glanville's <laughs> like, we can't let the president we can't let the peasantry decide these things. Look how silly things they decided to do all on their own. We need people that have been raised since birth to make important decisions. <laughs> I was trying to define Glanville and Xavier's relationship the other well just i don't know just in one of my imaginary conversations with you and um <laughs> like they just they just get along right like they're just pleasant mm -hmm. co-workers right like there's like definitely like certain characters that have a very i don't know very developed very pronounced relationship but glanville and xavier just you know they just get along they're there <laughs> yeah glanville has perfect ride. trust in xavier to do what xavier is good at <laughs> oh xavier's good at everything which makes it a very excellent <laughs> person to trust. Gosh. It's 
especially working out those abs. I mean, that's a talent right there. That's that's a gift. My favorite, my favorite Glanville Xavier moment is the wig moment oh when he's gosh. just accusing Xavier. He's like, you just don't want me to be beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so good. I don't know about my favorite Xavier Glanville moment, but my favorite Glanville moment was like Lauren as Lily was just explaining some plan of hers. And Glanville's just like, why? <laughs> <laughs> why are you doing all this convoluted stuff? Let's just go in and take the thing. And it's like, oh my gosh. I really liked it oh. when he would use illusion spells that really showed like his personality and his point of view more than just, here's a good use of an illusion spell. It's like, it was always colored in that in that point of view and an expression of the character through spell description. And uh, I just thought that was always brilliant. You, you really liked the gaslight special, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was his name? Um, he looked like Bo Dallas. I don't remember the character's name, but the, yeah, that noble that we just tortured him just for being kind of snooty. Like he wasn't one of the bad guys. Was he like the tax so collector guy? No, no, the tax no. guy that we murdered. Yeah, no. He was a bad no, no, no. guy. You murdered. You murdered. I believe I, I okayed his strangely against the murder involved in that. I did not murder him. Uh, Lauren's character murdered him. Lily yeah. murdered him. <laughs> Everyone else is like, what are we going to do with him? And then he chokes to death. And we're like, oh, well, I guess that's what we're going to do. <laughs> yes, let's say that's what happened. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's how I remember it and I refuse to re-listen to that episode <laughs> I don't want to shift my paradigm thank you actually Pam I think I do know what my favorite Xavier uh, Glanville moment was it was actually just recently in the Young and Adventurous where oh, okay. um, I was just I had a, a bad string of roles and I just went up to you and was like well my bow's cursed and you were just like very humored <laughs> Xavier love just like yes that's what's going on you did a little mumbo jumbo just I, you played along really well you got what I was going for you got where Xavier's perspective shifted from my perspective and it was just nice it was just a nice moment you're a fun person to role play with Brian thank you <laughs> Aram uh -huh. uh, if you had a chance to get any gaming group together with any people oh ever who would you have? And also, would you run it or would you be a player? Like <laughs> your dream game table. All right. So and it doesn't have to be us. It's OK. <laughs> well, the fun thing is, is like. So I would have two GMs, mm -hmm. Thirsty and Crystal. OK. Mm. <laughs> um, it would be myself obviously in the game because uh and i would have to have i'm gonna make a lot of people mad by not having them at the table but oof because i've played with a lot of very great players and 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 I'm, i've already known from you saying that some of them are watching this um okay i have to get ryan in there because me and ryan <laughs> sure really like i know i said earlier it's okay to say me it's okay to not say me no, but yeah, but I do need you in there because you you've got this sort of driven purpose when you play that is like admirable and keeps me trying hard to do better. Hmm. Mm -hmm. um, I also want... you would commit war crimes for him. So this is this is also true. <laughs> yeah, it's on the uh, record. 
I want V in there because V is one of the best players I've played with. John Compton would be next. Ooh, uh, oh, I want John, John. Compton. Um, Chris Jackson. Nice. And ooh, who who for the final slot? Now he said anyone ever. You could be playing with Abraham Lincoln. You could be playing <laughs> with Gandhi. I know. Yeah. Okay. No. Sorry, Abe. Uh, and if I'm going to go with anybody, then I'm going to pit Jack Black in the last slot. Oh, oh Jack Black. Wow. <laughs> Certainly. One yes, celebrity and two of the best GMs I've ever had the experience of playing under. Um, and if Thirsty didn't want to be the GM, I also love playing with Thirsty. So both of those options are acceptable. Uh, but Crystal has to GM. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Crystal. This is your life now. Now that I said, I will happily GM for Crystal. Um, and without saying too much, crystals might be involved in some of the aforementioned opportunities that I am, 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 am going to be working on. Wow. You, you and crystal and Jack Black are getting together to play games. Are you sure you don't want to release that on no direction network? Cause I mean like, well, I'll, I'll just edit it. Like I don't even have to be a part of the show. I'll just edit it. <laughs> that'd be pretty cool what game would you play or or would it just be whatever crystal decides to run i want to wrote honestly if i could do a a, like if it's one if it's one game i would want it to be i don't want to be robotech or or or, yeah robotech would be fun um Mm -hmm. because it's 80s enough but it's a property none of us are directly working on Mm. so uh, that's what disqualified that the you Joes. know of. No. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure that that license is is refreshed recently no. <laughs> enough that it's not on the market yet. <laughs> uh, but just saying, <laughs> what has happened in six months? Uh, oh my god. Um, and I'm surprised you're not going with something nautical since you put Chris Jackson on the table. Yeah, uh, because space is nautical in every depiction of space. Uh, they always did revert to um, uh, Mariner Nautical. terms. Yeah, yeah. or in Starbird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Those are your nautical terms, me. Port, Starboard. I, do you want <laughs> me to start a- talking about jibs? Because, I mean, I can, but that doesn't make for a very good Pathfinder show. Now, if this wasn't a one-time thing, it was an ongoing thing. Oh. What I'd want to there? rotate games a bit. And and this would be one of the games I'd want to play. Uh, Golden Sky Stories. Golden Sky Stories. Have, you, have y'all heard of Golden Sky Stories before? Uh, oh, no. no. Role playing. So Golden Sky Stories is a store is a um, it's it's kind of like the wholesome RPG where your characters Aww. are the local spirits for a small village that's going through some troubles. And you have to, as spirits that can turn into animals, uh, like influence and help the town out without them discovering you're there. Oh, cool. That's kind of adorable. I would totally want to play this so much. I've been begging. I, I would need the, the perfect group to play a game like this with. And, and that's kind of like, I need people that would be able to buy into like heavily into role playing and and wholesomeness and not need violence to fuel that. 
because there's no violence at all in this game. <laughs> but then I what are the space mechs for? Space mechs. <laughs> because but... you have to build space homes for space homeless people. Oh. If I ever get a chance to play that with you, uh, dibs on playing a squirrel? Because then I have an excuse when my ADHD sets in and I forget what we're talking <laughs> about or doing in the game. You're like, what do you think of that plan? I'll be like, there was a plan? <laughs> hmm. Where'd you now? It is fun. Huh? Where'd you now? Um What are the what are the things that you're looking forward to doing with your uh in in the future, right? You have opportunities, but like it. It sounds like you want to paint minis and, and, and other stuff, but it's like, hey, now that you have some free time or at least, you know, a, a different schedule, mm -hmm. right? Are there other things that you're looking forward to doing? Even if it's just so, like, I'd rather do nothing for two hours a week. <laughs> I can't not do things like, mm -hmm. I, you know, like I wouldn't if it was do nothing, I wouldn't be making a change. It's I have projects I want to do and I have things I want to learn. Um, I want to be doing more video, short form video content. Um, so because I am now like full-time video producer, I make videos all day, every day. It's kind of my life. And I kind of want to put some of that to use. Um, and so, Hey, maybe, you know, if anybody's interested in what I'm doing in the future, paying attention to my YouTube channel, probably a good idea. Um, I want to learn, well, I want to become better at 3d sculpting and mm -hmm. because, uh, through, learning about 3d printing and, and and that sort of thing i since discovered that i actually have a bit of a natural talent at 3d art and so i want to nurture that and give it the time it needs to grow and uh, that's going to take time and dedication and i need need lots more time to do that uh, painting is something i've fortunately had time to do and have made have forced into my schedule because i love it so much it used to be a huge part of my life and then like a no direction size chunk of not doing it. And then suddenly a pandemic size chunk of doing it every day. And I've made leaps and bounds uh, in my skill set these last couple of years. And I'm now starting to think like seriously about, hey, maybe I should try to make a crystal brush competition entry, or maybe I should think about entering a golden demon. You absolutely should. You are very talented. At 3D art, I, I've seen things that you're like, uh, like you show me like, oh, what do you think of this? And you show me an image of some, you know, 3D model. And I'm like, oh, that's that really cool. And you're like, yeah, I made this. I'm like, wait, this isn't something you like found or altered. Like you, you made this. And you're like, yeah, I, I just, I just threw this together. And I'm like, how? I'm always Edith impressed Strude by that. paint. And it's the, it's the Edestrude and the Estes nail. Anyone understand what he just said? No, no, nothing. I got nothing. Like you press E to extrude and you press S to scale. And those are the two commands that you do a thousand times when you're modeling something in 3D. And you say it's in the tutorial, say it so much that we just call it the Estes snail. I would map those to my MMO mouse so I could just do it with one hand. Mine broke. Your MMO mouse broke? Yeah, my 37th MMO mouse is broken. Jeez. <laughs> what about you? Oh, get, no. get a good one. I'm buying the best ones available, Ryan. <laughs> I figured you were. They just get a lot of use. No, but what I am going to be using is 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 this my oh. my brand my, my my big old your green knuckles. Huleon. 
Oh yeah, that's that's from painting. <laughs> that's from painting a whole bunch of these zombies earlier. Uh, no, my my hewing on uh, drawing tablet that I got specifically to get better at 3D art, and it's it's currently right here as my second monitor. But I've got this thing like articulated Voltron style, so it'll just like fold up and transform into like ah. a desk when I need it to. That's cool. That's so cool. Actually, my entire desk setup is 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 it looks a whole lot like I, I joined the Adeptus Mechanicus. <laughs> With all the control arms everywhere, like holding up yeah, your light like, and your camera and your arm and four arms with one cyborg this eyes. one. <laughs> <laughs> the things that I promise aren't made out of real babies. Oh, wait, what? Four crimes. I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing with in, in Warhammer, they have the little cherub oh, uh, yeah. things and they promise they're not made of real babies. <laughs> I, what? I'm glad I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Okay. Whew. But yeah, that sounds really cool. I, I was telling you uh, earlier, like, I'm so jealous of your setup because you've got just, I don't know, everything looks so good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to zoom back in on you. Look at this. Look at this depth of field happening where even the camera uh, or rather the microphone is like slightly out of focus because it's closer to the lens and like Param's perfectly in focus and then the background's all blurry and that is all camera work and then the lighting has just oh, everything about it's so beautiful so uh, I'm definitely going to have to use you as a free consultation to help me get my camera rigs all set up <laughs> of course <laughs> and that doubles then for you too Luis if you ever want to get a DSLR okay. set up <laughs> perhaps yes um dungeon novice is asking other than facebook and youtube where else could they keep an eye out for you param so i'm on twitter uh, that's probably a great place if, so twitter is where i'm very public uh, about mm. things so you'll yeah. i do get like debatey with the public discourse over there so it's nice. not like i'm a censored version of param but you're not gonna like see param chatting about family stuff on twitter um yes, you can follow terrible. me on facebook as well that's a good place to follow me but there i will get like a little bit more personal chummy uh with people but uh twitter's definitely where my public stuff youtube is where i post most of my projects include uh, and when you'll when the uh when the short form video stuff starts coming out that's where you'll find that so that's youtube.com slash param i did manage to get the slash param there Sweet. Uh, P-E-R-R-A-M for anybody who doesn't know how to spell <laughs> it. Um, and the other podcast, the, the only one that's currently public and, and published, uh, the project that I'm working on is the printergames.com. It's the, the podcast all about 3D printing and stuff, which I'm doing with Kristen, who is a fantastic host. Uh, and V, thank you very much for helping me get a Kristen. Um, oh, he's amazing. Very much uh, it, yeah. It's basically no direction for 3D printing because I only know how to do one kind of show. <laughs> so right. like, and I'm going to get real, real inside baseball with all these creators. And I'm finding that like one of my number one demographics is other creators. It's yep. like, oh, who's watching my show? Other creators, because we're getting really inside baseball. <laughs> right. Well, and then also like it, it helps to build, like you were saying earlier, it helps to build the audience and build the number of creators and the number of people who are like, oh, I could do that. So that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you, you heard you two what? were not expecting to be the only hosts on No Direction. So oh. now you're a couple months into your stint. What do you think the future holds for you? Um, 
I don't know. I think, I mean, we, I've talked with, I barely mentioned a thing with Vanessa about like, oh, maybe we'll, we will change up how we do the tech things like that but that's more saying like hey vanessa do you have any thoughts on on, you know changing the tech things like that um because you know we're as much as um you're you you've grown to to get comfortable with that you know we we're not necessarily beholden to that um i don't know there there's a I, i find myself in a weird position which um so originally when when param you asked me it's like hey would you want to be a host along with uh, me and V, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, if there's three of us, that's good because there's a little bit of wiggle room in case, you know, hey, if one of us has to miss or whatever, you can still have an episode with two hosts, right? And usually that works out, no problem. And personally, there was also the, I don't know if that's going to work for me in terms of my schedule. Um, so if a few weeks in, I realize I need to back out, um, <laughs> I can. <laughs> um, it you know never came to that, um, but yeah, that safety net is gone. Thanks so much, Para. Uh, <laughs> so what you're saying um, is there's an open chair. When are um, you having auditions? There, I mean, there could be. I don't <laughs> know. Uh, to me. We're, we're still figuring our two person thing out, right? Like, yeah. But the 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 other thing is that um, my proximity to Paizo is one that no one in one of these chairs has ever had right at most you know it's hey one of you maybe wrote on a product or hey i got some beers with eric mona once at a con or something <laughs> right. right like um so it's it's a it's a strange thing um that i think we'll have to figure out as we go which is why we're never doing reviews again i don't think we're gonna be doing um breakdowns and and and, and things like that we're never we, we can't um but we can't we'll legally see unbiased can't. anymore yeah. <laughs> yeah the ftc says you're not allowed to <laughs> yeah we, we literally can't um but yeah i don't know we'll, we'll see what happens i think there's a good opportunity to with, with tui i've noticed it feels like there's there's a a, a whole surge of, of um new blood that came into the game and doesn't necessarily know all the stuff that uh was the 10 years prior to 2e right feels like there, there was a, a a sudden paradigm shift of like oh the population that is the pathfinder fan base is significantly different pre-2e and post-2e um yeah, which I is an opportunity a, a good opportunity for maybe us to do episodes where we we kind of dive back into the history of things and, and bring people back up to they don't need to be brought up to speed, but you know, get a chance to to discuss some some older things. The and... forgotten history of Pathfinder, the <laughs> uh, role playing game. We can yeah you know, do stuff like that. We, we, I mean, depending on also what the network is up to, there might be other changes that we we decide to do. Because the the no direction that I joined in 2016 is not the no direction that it's today, right? I'm. I was a guy that decided, oh, I like making monsters. Someone will let me put them up on a blog. <laughs> and now here I am really fulfilling that because I'm doing all these other things. Um, and I'm the host of the, the whole thing that I was yelling at in my car because they were getting <laughs> the, right? the, the ultimate wilderness name wrong. Um, so yeah, it, it'll, it'll be interesting. I, I think adventures. Um, <laughs> it'll be, it, I think, um, we we have had our chance to slowly figure out our dynamic 
uh, Vanessa and I, uh, okay, which nice. is not the same Lauren and I dynamic. Uh, but Lauren and I also have two years now at this point, whereas we've only got what four months, five months. Yeah. At this point. Um, so it'll be fun to figure it out. I think we we have a lot of opportunity to uh, figure figure it out and, and really make it our own uh, as we go on. And hopefully, um, people still like the No Direction, or, or or it brings more people on with with our new bold take on No Direction. <laughs> I'm sorry, are you calling it the No Direction? Was there a title mm-hmm. change that I was not made aware of? Um, we're testing things out. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any slip of the tongue is automatically testing things out at the beginning mm-hmm. of a reformat. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of, of us figuring each other out, too. And, like, Luis is calm, measured, uh, you know, approach to things. And my, like, completely insane ramblings <laughs> of high chaotic energy. Uh, I think it's going to be great. Um, I I know that, you know, when Param asked me to join him on No Direction, I was really looking forward to doing a show with him on a regular basis. Occasionally when, you know, Ryan had to miss or something, I got to fill in here and there and I got to fill in for Param every once in a while when he had to miss and I got a host with Ryan. And those were always fun times. And so I was like, okay, yeah, this that sounds really cool. Um and one of the things that, you know, has definitely happened is it's like, oh, okay, uh, Param's definitely uh, editing the episode and I get to show up and talk about cool stuff and like, all right, go do the edit. See ya. Thanks, Param. Um, and now, uh, you know, well, that's my the- job. I could just say bye. Yeah, he said, bye. I'm gonna, I, I got to edit things. I'm going to go to bed in an hour. I'll talk to, okay, bye. Um, and so that's why I think a lot of, we're talking about a lot of how we might want to reformat the tech in various different ways. Um, partially uh, because I, I know originally I wasn't planning on having that, that burden of responsibility of doing the tech and I don't mind doing it, but we definitely need to find a sustainable way uh, to make that happen. And so changes are bound to happen when, when there's a major sh- shakeup like this. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what direction we go. Uh you know, we'll cast no direction and then it'll tell us, uh, wait, that's not, uh, um, but I, I think, I think it's going to head into a really good place. Uh, like Luis was saying with all the new energy in Pathfinder, uh, for second edition and uh, recently Pathfinder trended uh, what two or three different times, uh, across all of Twitter. And it's just, it's getting a lot of momentum and a lot of attention. And I think it's another, strike by the iron's hot moment for us to really um, grab a lot of that, a lot of that fan base and kind of move along with us. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think it's, I think it's good. Um, Not to say that I'm, I'm happy Param's going. I'm not. And not just because I have to produce and edit now, Um, (laughs) but because you are such a, you're such a wise and calm person and a, uh, a, a wise and calming presence uh, to my chaoticness, and um, I mean, I have Luis for that. Thank goodness. Otherwise, who knows what would happen? But I, <laughs> I'm also also going to miss your uh, your readily available experience. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, Luis is a living example of min maxing the will stat. <laughs> will. <laughs> All right. We're playing third edition, right? I guess. <laughs> Well, as a staff, yeah, Luis's Luis's wisdom guy. You say so. Uh, hey, Brian, is there anything as director <laughs> of logistics that you would love to see 
in the future of no direction or, or the network i mean you're you're in a, an interesting spot where you i feel like you've taken a, a pretty mostly backseat in terms of uh what's going on with the network at this point at least you're not like in the spotlight in the same right way. yeah i have i've taken a pretty far backseat like i'll still do uh the editorial but now i've changed it to now you know instead of recall knowledge because uh, a youtube channel of the same name had come up and i just wanted to broaden it because i thought maybe we were going to have a lot of essence 20 content on the network mm-hmm. but i'm so busy working on essence 20 mm-hmm. that i can't even keep up with all of my essence 20 network plans so now it's just this tiny little corner where if people still want to find me <laughs> they can and otherwise i'm just mostly doing logistic stuff for the network at this point um so yeah you know what changes at the network i i'm just kind of happy to see what you all want to do i guess i i guess we're ready for an infusion of maybe some some people from this new group of fans that have come in to 2e that we've just been talking about it would be cool to have somebody from that demographic represented on the network providing some kind of content just you know to to stay in touch with what people care about or maybe not maybe we should just focus on being the people like servicing the fan base that reflects who we already are um yeah, I don't know. I, I I like how the network has grown organically. So I do kind of just take things one step at a time and see where mm-hmm. we go and what seems to be calling us, like what direction we should be going in based on just what's happening in the community at large. Um, yeah, so, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Make sure you're happy. <laughs> Let me know if there's anything I can do to help. You know, same old stuff we've been doing for the last little while. Aram, I'm wondering, is there is there anything that like you feel I, I don't I don't expect you to be like, oh man, it's such a shame that I'm, you know, all these regrets with I'm leaving, but like there's just like that one little thing like oh, I wish I had just a chance to have done this thing with with no direction or or the network. Ooh, ooh. Like maybe I don't know, there was a, a project that got halfway uh off the ground but never fully off the ground or anything. You're like, ah, oh, that would have been great or anything like that oh that's tough like there's a lot of projects that net didn't quite come together mm-hmm. i really i really wanted to okay this one's good because it's silly um because i was halfway through with it and then ts uh rodriguez kind of got super popular and and, and super busy uh, i wanted to originally make full on i guess now we call them vtubers but before then i was working on getting all of the the kd characters for adventurous into animated uh avatars and i kind of regret that we never got that finished i'm so happy that sheppy is busy (laughs) he's he's so happy so happy (laughs) great problem to have (laughs) right i just occasionally check in on his page and it's like well does it still say commissions closed okay i'll come back in <laughs> in two weeks <laughs> he did our our vellum and lace cover and i remember when i asked him he's like i'm just super busy and i'm like oh okay i mean you were my number one person i don't even have a number two person to ask so i guess i'll have to figure that out and he's like you know what i'll, I'll squeeze you in and i was like <gasps> so I, I cashed in my friendship and that's it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm just super glad, like, because um, the first adventurous art was Sheppy fan art from Sheppy, and that was mm-hmm. so touching, and was one of the reasons that we hired him to do the uh, the actual cast because uh, we knew it was coming from someone who cared and would know those characters. Yeah. 
now he's doing his patreon and everything so mm-hmm. i'm i'm gonna do a shout out early and be like hey go go support sheppy's patreon um <laughs> i'll throw the link in the chat friend of the show if ever there was one I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. absolutely you pair him yeah i'm having a hard time yeah i think this is probably a good place to to get to the wrap-ups gang because yeah. we're on time now for it mm-hmm. sure ryan would you do the honors uh the, the wrap-ups and shout-outs song? yeah all right uh, wrap-ups all right. and shout-outs wrap-ups and shout-outs <coughs> oh nope <laughs> 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 perfect wouldn't have it any other way yeah (laughs) i'm all dry too my tea and my water's done oh goodness (laughs) so so you were mentioning uh shippy's patreon he's doing these really cool um he's doing these really cool like isometric uh uh paper minis essentially like tokens miniatures yeah. yeah and maps and everything so if you really like isometric maps and and minis and things that's that's a good place to go or really or uh, he also releases them without the base so you can still just use it as good artwork for wolves and skeletons and uh, any monster that you want so it's just great it just looks fantastic very cool i have not seen these these are super cool <laughs> <laughs> and there's yeah. even some of them that i think are free i think that he, mm-hmm. he's looking to give a, a few of them away here and there for free just you know because he's a great guy <laughs> uh, what have you couple... got Ryan? Oh, oh go ryan. ahead feel free so i've got a couple of shout outs uh just that might be of interest to fans uh i kind of shouted this out to the non-episode episode last time um which is that if you wanted to right now you can print a tiny param oh yeah um, so the uh, uh, Duskrum miniatures were fans and they surprised us with this weird model that's so wonderful of a kobold with an owlbear pulling a cart and me and Kristen just hanging out on the side of the cart oh. having a good old time and <laughs> well, uh, that's we the got... second time somebody's turned me into a miniature did y'all see that no it, to... it took over my entire zoom page and went full screen and did a bunch of weird stuff but Oh, okay. uh, there is a link in the chat. So there's that's yeah. there. Thanks, yeah. Dustin. Yeah, Dustin's so good uh, with the links. Last Sword <laughs> Miniatures did another param a few weeks ago. Uh, so there's a different param. So if you want a tiny param miniature, you got two options. But the wow. Last Sword one was part of their paid uh, release. So you actually have to buy that one. But the Dusk Realm ones is available absolutely for free. So that's 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 a way to get a tiny param hobbit if you want one, um, you or you or if you just want a really cool owlbear, that's a great <laughs> because the owlbear cart with a kobold riding it. You don't have to put the the weird hobbit on the side of it. We absolutely <laughs> want the weird hobbit on the side. In fact, I definitely want to get that. I don't have a way to three D print it, but I'll find a way, and then I can paint it, and then I can have you sitting on my desk. <laughs> um, and the other show that I want to do is like. Uh, there's this really 
cool uh podcast network called no direction that you should totally go check out at no direction podcast.com they've got this facebook page at facebook.com slash no direction and this twitter page at twitter.com slash no direction and this youtube page that for some reason doesn't follow the naming convention because some idiot screwed that up but call at youtube.com slash no direction show <laughs> hmm. um yeah, and then uh, the website, which is nodirectionpodcast.com, also not following the convention, yeah. but you will find a link to the Discord, which is just mm -hmm. No Direction Network Discord. Mm -hmm. so. yeah. <laughs> you can follow all uh, We could not get nodirection.com. I tried. <laughs> oh, yeah. Web URLs are really tough. Uh, I recently <laughs> opened my little indie studio that's still trying to get on its feet, uh, Ninja Cat Games, and I have ninja-catgame.com. Uh, no, ninja-catgames.com. And then I realized .games is an, an extension. So I got ninjacat.games, which is probably the one I'll end up using. But I have to like switch everything I already put on ninja-catgames.com over to ninjacat.games. .games is here. an expensive one. Oh, is it? Yeah. I've heard of like .games and Dot, there's some really weird ones like dot golf and dot guitar and yeah mm -hmm. um uh, uh param while we have you here do you mind if i ask you to tell everyone about the discord the no direction discord server one last well, time you, before you go if you want to hang out with the chillest community and pathfinder starfinder and other nerdy you can do so over at the no direction discord the link you'll find at no direction podcast.com click on the discord link there and while you're there you might as well click on the patreon link right below it to help us continue to do shows just like this and continue to have the network grow and as a member of the patreon you'll get access to the after party the patrons private sanctum which will be taking place directly after this show over at the discord private channel all you have to do is join the patreon uh, at the correct level or above and link your discord account to your patreon account and you'll be able to join us after the show it's become my favorite part doing the network and do i have permission to use that in perpetuity for the rest of the shows and i can just <laughs> absolutely fantastic Brian, do you have anything to shout out uh it's, it's all self-serving stuff so <laughs> okay then do it <laughs> all right uh check out um order from disorder the gi joe role-playing game actual play that teaches you how to play the game. It's on the Renegade Game Studios YouTube channel. Uh, and they're airing the pre-recorded episodes on Twitch every Tuesday. Uh, for people that don't know, my job changed from Blind Ferret to uh, Laughing Dragon Studio. And I help write the animated shorts that are on the Laughing Dragon Studio TikTok, which are super popular. So if you haven't checked those out, I recommend you go to uh, TikTok slash Laughing Dragon. Anyway, go to TikTok and look for Laughing Dragon Studio and just have a good time searching through those videos because we were starting to post them like twice a day and they are delightful and my kids love them and mm -hmm. I love them frankly even if I wasn't involved in them um I, I mean check out Upshift we're supposed to have an episode this week uh I hope uh, I'll be able to pull it off it's on it's going to be on discord this week it's in the geek together voice channel until I set up a proper Upshift voice channel on our discord and otherwise, uh, I feel like there was something else I wanted to shout out too. I guess go check out Print Your Games. It's a cool podcast about 3D printing miniatures and stuff. <laughs> it's like you, you 
the guys know what they're talking about. I don't, but I can still kind of follow it, and I can definitely follow <laughs> the enthusiasm, which is nice. <laughs> Very nice. Tom- tomorrow we'll be talking about the Saturn too. Oh, I did. The, the satellite, right. the planet. <laughs> the, is there a uh, new the Sega Saturn? system for gaming console? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. I it's couldn't back. believe that Sega got involved in 3D printing. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't know. They're just they're trying to hold on, I guess. I got one more shout out that I want to do. Um, so this weekend is PaizoCon. Oh, what? yeah. <laughs> since when? PaizoCon is happening. Uh, nobody since... told me. Oh, nobody told me. And, and uh, we're having a lot of cool stuff going on. I will be there in person. So you can come by and wave at me and keep your nice safe distance so we're all safe uh, <laughs> and, um, and you know i'll be also talking on the secrets of galarian panel where i will reveal how Aridan died what? um i think That's i'm allowed to do that um and you know just hanging out uh and, and whatnot and i think we have uh, you know special guests there in the form of our uh guest of honor um vernessi haskins i think yeah vernessi haskins uh just sort of arrived recently in the pathfinder space and no one's really Mm -hmm. sure who they are but uh this should be interesting to find out who vernessi haskins really is (laughs) she does that fanfic right uh are you (laughs) (laughs) shots fired and then poof he's gone that's the thing I'm sensitive about. We, we can't be mad at Param, so he's taking advantage of it. <laughs> really is. Wow, turn those screws. No. Seriously, if I didn't think that Vanessa was, wasn't one of my... <laughs> Vanessa's probably one of the best creators I know, so uh, it's the only reason I feel comfortable giving her a jab, because she can't possibly construe it as any legitimate <laughs> criticism. No, I, I know you're, you're being all right, and... I, I love you and trust you enough. I would commit war crimes for you. Oh, I've, I've been I've been handed a correction. I both cannot reveal how Aridan died. And also it's Vanessa Hoskins, what? guest of honor. No one would have guessed. <laughs> yeah. She's uh, how Aridan died? Uh-huh, yes. You killed yes. Aridan. I Vanessa sure did. will tell you all about it at PaizoCon. In fact, I, I got to go tell Aridan on Twitter because Aridan is on Twitter, <laughs> which wasn't going to be one of my two Twitter shout outs. But uh, he is, and Dustin in chat will probably get you uh, the link because I don't have it. Um, uh, the, I actually had two. Uh, I'm gonna just move right on for that. I had two shoutouts um, mm-hmm. that I want to give, and both of them are really cool Twitter accounts that do uh, like deep dives into Pathfinder lore, into Galarian lore. Uh, and the first one I want to talk about is Gloria of New Thessalon. And uh, that one is uh, at GB, I don't know how to sell this, G-B-R-A-E-N-A-R. Or you can just search for Gloria of New Thessalon. Um, and it's very cool because a lot of the lore that is dumped is is done like in an in-character sort of way, right? So it's like, oh, let me tell you about this thing because I live in the in the country of New Thessalon. Uh, and it's, it's like it's a very, travel guide. I like a travel guide, yes. What it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's talking all about different parts of the world. But I, I just like that that one's a, like an in, in world, in character sort of, sort of, uh, channel sort of, um, account. And then another account that's very cool is Today in Galarian, 
which is at Galarian today. Um, and they are super, super cool. I beat Dustin to the punch on the link in chat, which I'm very proud of. Uh, but today in Galarian is more of like, if you've ever seen those things that it was like, what happened on the day you were born? Um, like things like that. Uh, those sorts of things, except for Galarian. So it actually takes the, the Galarian calendar versus our calendar. And it's like, well, if, you know, today is the 23rd of, oh, I used to know what May was. Well, anyway, but like, it'll be like, oh, here's where the festival of, of such and such deity is in this town. And they do this very specific thing. And they're just really interesting ways to pick up nuggets of Galarian lore, um, sort of slowly. And, you know, so you can digest it over time and also engage with it. Because one of the things that's fun, because they're not just bot accounts, you can be like, hey, today in Galarian, uh, can you tell me more about this festival? And then they might be like, no, that was the only line in the book. Or they, you know, or, or, or you know, sometimes they can go into depth or have dialogue about a specific event. I know I've, I've talked to them sometimes I'm being like, well, why do you think that this happens? And they're like, well, this other book says that it's this. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I actually, mm -hmm. I know a lot of Galarian lore, but I, I learn a ton uh, from those two accounts just, or refresh my memory on various things that happened. Desnes, thank you. Uh, May is Desnes. So yeah, if you want to look at the 23rd of Desnes and what's happening, it'll, it'll tell you. I actually have one very important final shout out. And yeah, that sure. is, if you haven't been following what Dustin Knight's been doing, you're making a mistake. Uh, Infinite Reviews and the work he has been doing with the Pathfinder and Starfinder Infinite community has been absolutely amazing. And I'm just so glad to see all of the amazing content that he's both writing, producing, and 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 how he's helping to organize a community that desperately needed um, uh, some sort of catalyst to to grow. And it is one of the most amazing things. I'm so happy for what he's doing. Yeah, he's amazing. Uh, and related to that, uh, he is also the new producer. Uh, and one of the co-hosts on No Direction Beyond. Um, when I picked up this gig producing and editing full-time, uh, I passed that one off to other members, mm -hmm. making room for other people. Uh, also, mm -hmm. so I don't have to produce and edit two shows. Uh, but yeah, he's taken over that, and he is he's doing a, a real good job. Uh, I'm, I'm taking him under my wing the way Perrin did for me at one point. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, so yeah, so congratulations to him for getting that spot, too. So like 80 hours at Gen Con? Uh, no. I mean, I don't think we will have 80 hours at Gen Con, but hopefully I will see him at PaizoCon because he lives in that area. All right. Yeah. Param, any last words you want to say to the wonderful No Direction audience before you go? Even though you'll probably um, be back on sometime soon. Right? I'm sure. <laughs> uh, just that. It has been an absolute honor to be part of the best gaming community I've ever known. We are all the better for having you on the network all these years. It wouldn't be a network without your parents. That's absolutely true. 100%. Ryan, can you say it? Until next time, if you want to find the path, you need no direction. <laughs>